following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me savior! My fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. What do you think? Is that a little dramatic? A little melodramatic there for you? I don't think so. I think that's the way people pretty much feel. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. We found out late last week that it is unofficially official. Mitchell Rails, Josh Harris, and partners are buying the Washington Commanders. They have a non-exclusive deal to buy the club, which means unless Dan Snyder gets a better offer, it is going to be theirs. We're going to talk to A.J. Perez of Front Office Sports in just a couple of minutes and find out exactly what has gone down and as well as what's going on with this alleged bid by former Duke basketball star Brian Davis to buy the team for $7 billion, um, unless Snyder wants more, then apparently Davis is willing to offer him more, as well as uh, some, you know, somebody's firstborn children and God knows what else. But before we get to that, let me tell you exactly how apparently the deal is going to go down. Because as of late Monday afternoon, Forbes.com is reporting some details on the bid. So here is how, according to Forbes, uh, Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails are going to, and partners are going to buy the franchise from Dan Snyder. Uh, they, uh, Forbes reports that the proposal, and by the way, this is uh, Mike Ozanian, uh, Forbes that writes this. He says that the proposal in front of the NFL group led by Harris to buy the commanders calls for $5.8 billion to be immediately immediately be paid to Dan Snyder when the deal closes, and then $250 million be paid to Snyder over two years. That's according to people with first-hand knowledge of the deal. The $6.05 billion price would be reduced to about $6 billion, discounting the $250 million over two years. Basically, because of inflation, it'll be worth less in two years than it will be today. Has this happened before? Yeah, it has. Jimmy Haslam bought the Cleveland Browns on a payment plan, for lack of a better word, uh, back in 2012. Under the commander's proposal, which is non-binding at the moment, Harris would own 30% of the team. He would be the managing partner. There would be 17 limited partners, the biggest of which would, again, be Mitchell Rails, who would own 12%. Uh, NBA legend Magic Johnson would be in for 4%, assuming Harris 
has the league's ma- uses the league's maximum allowable debt to buy the team, which is $1.1 billion, he would have to put in $1.5 billion of equity. Financial circles, that means cash. So he can borrow and he can he can go into debt to the tune of $1.1 billion as long as he's got $1.5 billion in cash to put down. Forbes value the commanders at $5.6 billion in August, sixth amongst the league's 32 teams. Sportico was the first to report, of course, the Harris Group had its proposal in front of the league. So that is what we know as of right now. But uh, these things have been, this stuff has been going on for a while. And as long as we're on the subject of it, let's go ahead and bring in uh, A.J. Perez right now from Front Office Sports to tell us how exactly we got to this point over the last couple of weeks. Let's bring him on in. One of the guys that has been covering this like a blanket. He is our MVP. We appreciate him slumming with us. A.J. Perez from FrontOfficeSports.com. Boy, I tell you what, talk about from the penthouse to the outhouse, J.P. and B. Mitch today, and now you have to come on with us. Your grace literally has no bounds, sir. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I got Channel 5 after this. So. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, when you when you do the stories, you expect to get you know you, you see you expect this, and I'm 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 learning. Even though I grew up with a stutter and I had went through years of speech therapy, I'm getting better at it. I would have never known if you hadn't said anything. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, I hey, you know, let's let's dive on into it, AJ. The other day, you know, little inside baseball. I talked to you the other day. You're like, hey, we got to put it off for a day or so because something I'm working on something big. Definitely something big on the website today, uh, both about the yeah, the commander's sale and Brian Davis, who wants to come into the lesson. Where do we start with this whole thing? I guess first, Josh Harris. Yes. Where does that where does that stand right now? Because it certainly seems like he is the leader by a long no. shot in in the clubhouse. Yeah, and it's like any any had it's. There's really I'm not. Granted, there's a little, you know, the door's kind of open, but you no, know, for, for somebody else, but it's, it's been Josh Harris's for many, many weeks. I was, I was, I got pushback from, you know, from people saying that he's the only, only legit bidder, uh, and I, I, I reported that back at the owners' meetings a month ago, and it, nothing changed. You know, he's the only one who has, you know, who has the money, and we know where the money is coming from, and we he has partners. I mean, any, you know, any during this process. So I'm gonna, so, so. Steve, Steve A, I'll say, Apostolopoulos, I'll call him Steve A. <laughs> yeah, he, understood. We didn't, you know, his family is worth around three to four billion dollars in Canada. That doesn't mean that he personally has that much. And that's not enough to buy the team himself. Brian Davis, you know, the junkies reported last month that he was, you know, a seven billion dollar bid. Where is that money coming from? He has no, you know, Josh Harris needs, had, we, he has two partners that we know of. One with a lot of money, Mitchell Rails. Um, and so even the super rich need, need help to buy an NFL team because at $6 billion, you know, like that's 1.8 billion that Josh Harris had to come up with uh, cash liquidity. And then you can get partners for the rest and finance a little bit of it. So, but it was the most transparent bid. He, they, they're much, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. You know, there's a report, uh, the athletic report last night, which I kind of shut down. Uh, but, they, but we know kind of where the money's coming from. We know Josh Harris's history. We know he owned, he, he was part of, he, he co-founded a, of a very successful private equity fund Apollo. He left, he started you know, buying and buying sports teams, you know, 
So we, you know, we, 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 he was at the, the game uh, last night for the Sixers. He's also owns the Dell. He owns that team. He's co-owner of that team, co-owns the Devils, owns a, owns a pretty good chunk of a Premier League team. Um, and, you know, that we, we know about Josh. We know what he's all about. We don't know anything else about, very little about Brian Davis, except his business failings over a decade ago due to the, that he says is due to, the, due to the housing crash. And a lot of people got caught up in that totally. Uh, I, my house is underwater for like five or six years after that. I totally get that. Um, but it's, but there's also, you know, but you know, if, where's that money coming from? Who could, you know, when, when it was reported that he had 50 access to $50 billion, who would do that? And it's like, so, you know, his people are saying Israel, uh, my other sources said it's, it's, it's Saudi Arabia. And then other people are saying, come on, it's like, you should, like, that was my favorite quote of the story is like, that could be a typo maybe it was like seven thousand dollars that's not the exact quote, yeah basically. i like that was so a great quote it's like yeah so it's like there's this all over the map and it's like you know without you know with, when davis is not being really transparent and not, not you know we're only a conduit to the fans as, as journalists we, we don't you know we don't root we don't we just want to tell a full story and i can't tell a full story i spent two and a half days reporting this out and i still can't tell the whole full story because I don't know. It's like he, outside of my reporting, if I find those those eight LLCs that were created at the end of January, which is very strange. Um, you know, these are the, the LLCs was created in a way in kind of a vehicle to like get funds for an acquisition, but we don't know, you know, what that is. I mean, we don't even. So it's it's all it's all it's it's it's, it's I have to cover it. I think there's just because it's so wild. Um, and you know, there's I'm not saying there's a chance that that's true, but. You don't want to be a reporter shooting it down and then something happens and you're like, ah, well, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, so I've covered everything, you know, pretty. I mean, I, I wrote a who's a Steve A story back when back when a few weeks ago because we didn't know much about him. I did my right. best with that. I found out that it, it wasn't his fault. Someone started saying that he went to Harvard. He didn't. And, that, you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't a line about it, there wasn't a resume lines. I couldn't find any any mention that he ever mentioned it. I could I mean, finding photos of him is hard enough. Mm -hmm. um but you know there's so i have questions about that uh, so yeah there's uh you know there are questions about everybody but josh harris at this point when it comes to brian davis now and and i'll full transparency here is a guy who uh has a wife that graduated from carolina and i'm paying tuition there i'm you know gonna be suspicious about that right off right off the bat but i mean he talks about having quote unquote access to 50 billion dollars so let's assume for a second that some of that's true. I thought does the N I thought the NFL didn't want something like that from an owner. I mean, you know, I know they maybe it's not technically a sovereign fund, but it's about as close to being a sovereign fund as you can if somebody's going to give him however many billions of dollars to buy the to buy the commanders. Yeah, exactly. There's uh, you know, there you have to show you have that money, you have to show where it came from. You can't just mm -hmm. automatically have it. Um, I think if you uh, if you if you if you like did a, did a fifty billion dollar scratcher, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But if you but if you, if you did that <laughs> oh, and got it did. Uh, granted, that'd be like probably seventy five billion to have fifty billion dollars left after taxes. But um, you know you know where that came from. You 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 scratched up a lottery ticket. You mm -hmm. know we don't know where this money's coming from. We don't. And you know there's it just it doesn't. And choosing Brian Davis, who had the issues that, that I mentioned earlier about you know the lawsuits that with Christian Leitner, also the inability to come up with the money for the Grizzlies uh, about 17 years ago. Um, you know, that, you know, that we know about his, you know, things that didn't go well for him. We don't have much of a, of, his, of his successes. So why would someone find Brian Davis and make him the 
the vehicle towards uh, maybe a sports washing if it's the Saudis or some or just other rich people, uber, uber rich people, apparently, you know, to, to pick Brian Davis, given his background, you know, the you know, this I don't there's a, there's speculation out there that, you know, that, you know, why he was picked, you know, it would turning down somebody who if he does have this money. It would be the first black owner um, in the NFL controlling owner. And NFL's talked about diversity, and obviously this time we all we did Byron Byron Allen uh, kind of fell off the face of the earth after his uh, after his November immediate push. Um, you know, that that was the only other name that was kind of mentioned. You know, Jay Z really, did, you know, that kind of went nowhere. So there's really the uh, you know there's going to be there besides Magic, I expect there to be uh, um, some more people of color uh, from people from, from diverse backgrounds in Harris's group once this this all when this is all settled. But yeah, you know, you, there's really, it, I don't know if that was part of it. If it's real, that's the only explanation I could really think of. Yeah, it's one of those things, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Because regardless, at least those other people, Magic Johnson, Byron Allen, Jay-Z, I mean, they can actually write a check for some amount of money. Uh, Brian Davis hasn't yeah. shown that he has two nickels to rub together at this point. Yeah, they have foundations. They have businesses. They have, right. you know, they, their foundations have charitable causes. They, they, they fund. There's, there's the paper trail. You know, we can go. We can look on GuideStar for the 990 forms for these foundations. We right. could, we could do. You know, we could see. You know, what. You know, who, who's involved in those, uh, in those foundations and 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 those charities. There's, you know, things that we as reporters, as someone who's covers this, covers this kind of stuff. You know, there's, there's ways to track things. You know, the only I could find were those, those LLCs, which could be for anything, and we don't. And that's, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, that's really, that's all we have to go off of is me finding some LLCs in, in, in Delaware, which could mean anything. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. and, 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 and then the one, the one corporation, that one LLC was, that, that was founded 13 months ago in Virginia, traces back to a townhouse in Alexandria worth about $700,000. That's the headquarters. Then does that, and the person who owns that house isn't, isn't, isn't Brian Davis. So mm, yeah, no, nothing can yeah, go wrong a, with that bid whatsoever. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's just, but you know, this, but it's like they're at, they're they're talking a real good game. You know, I'm not saying they scammed any of us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you know, I laid out those questions, and I and I still they're still you know laid out the issues, and the NFL is going to ask the same things I'm going to be asking. You know, probably in a much <laughs> they'll have much more authority to get those answers than me. Uh, but you know, there, there's. Having a sovereign fund, having having especially having just thinking of think of it, uh, Jamal Khashoggi. If it's the Saudis, Jamal Khashoggi was was a columnist for the Washington Post when he was killed in 2018 on the orders of the Crown Prince. Right. You know, we've seen we've seen the pushback in in the UK of 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 Saudi ownership of the Premier League teams. You know, we've seen the pushback from Live Golf uh, PGA Tour. You know, it that, that that's that's golf. We're talking NFL. We're talking NFL in the nation's capital. You think there's not going to be scrutiny? You think there's not going to be pushback and protest? Come on. I mean, there's – that's why it's like we don't even know if it's them. It's just like we don't know if this is real. We don't know where the money is coming from. And the people who can toss around, you know, $50 billion, you know, that – it has to be kind of some kind of wealth fund. It's And I was told it's not the Qataris. It's not the – it's not UAE. You know, ruling people out has been easier than ruling people in. Um, mm -hmm. And – you know, if that's, uh, you know, also, as I didn't report this, I, one of the sources said, well, it's not mob money. It's not. I know. And it's like, well, <laughs> if it's mob, I don't think the mob has $50 billion. Maybe no. I'm wrong. Maybe, I, maybe combined worldwide syndicates and stuff probably have way more than that. But not. I don't know if one mob has $50 billion. 
I don't think so. Not that I'm aware. Well, no, certainly not the yeah. Italian mob. Maybe the Russians. I'm not sure, but I don't want to go into that because I don't know nothing about yeah. nothing when it comes to that. I didn't see nothing. Yeah. I didn't hear nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get in trouble either. But yeah, hell and no. It's like, but it's like you know, it's at least then we know where where where, where it come from. Uh, but yeah, if there's a, and what's the and 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 to what end? And you know, if it's sports washing, you know, do you think you're that's gonna? Do you think that's gonna work? When you when when you're talking about owning the team in the nation's capital, fronted yeah. by somebody who had a lot, all these business failings before, yeah. um, you know, it's just and what kind of owner would he be? I mean, there's a way of talking about that. You know, see, I, I I made this comment before. I'm like, what the the best thing Brian Davis could do? First of all, not upgrading FedEx like like uh, his sources told me or sources close to him told me that's not going to fly. If you wanted to win the bid, if you want to be considered a, cont- a contender, he would buy the trademark of one of the names the fans want now. That would be the first thing I'd do. If I got a bunch of money and I thought there were questions about where it came from, I'd be like, we're rebranding the team. I'll go on TV. We're rebranding the team. I don't know. I don't even know what the favorite team name is. Red Wolves. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, you just go like, you know, or just about to change the name on your first day. I'm going to push the NFL for an exemption to, to change the name. You could do that. I mean, that would make, you know, that would be now if, if this, I'm, I don't want to give him advice. because I really don't know where, where this all, where, how, how real this all is still. But that's one way to do it. I mean, saying you're going to indemnify Dan Snyder is not going to win anybody over. Mm, changing the team true. name, t- changing the team name would not upgrading. I mean, just upgrade FedEx, which no one really wants. It's you could say it's impossible. It's a dump, right? I mean, it, it's like you, you could build. You know, that's not going to fly. But changing, saying, "Hey, we're going to be called whatever," and within two years, they're like the fans would be like, "All right, let's do it." I mean, maybe maybe this guy's real. It probably probably is not still, but you know. You know, that's that you know, you, you can play the PR battle a little better than, than what he's doing. Last question for you because I know you have to go, but where do we go from here now? Let's say, you know, if, if, let's assume Josh Harris is the leading contender. When do you think we get a resolution on all, all this? When do you think they introduce him and or someone else as the new owner of the commanders? I think it's a positive sign that they've been sharing information, uh, even though it's nothing's official yet. They've been sharing information with the NFL, probably financial stuff. So maybe they're trying. Maybe if it gets announced in the next few days, you know, there's an outside outside shot. Maybe 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 a little better uh, that we could have a vote by the by the May 22nd. So uh, um, the next owners meetings, but it's usually it takes four four to six weeks, um, and uh, it, it's going to be I mean, four, four to eight weeks. Uh, it could be cut down a little bit, um, but it's uh, it it does take a while. But you know, the owners also don't like flying in. You know, in the what happened happened in June, July, I guess, flying into flying into somewhere since the next owners' meeting is not until October. Uh, so they would, you know, they probably would prefer that you know it would get to get this deal done so they could vote. Uh, I don't, you know, they're not going to rush anything. So I, that's you know, I, I don't know. They're they're going to take their time with this. But but with Josh Harris being involved as long as he has having and having been been part of the finalist finalists for the Broncos, I think that bodes well for a quicker vote. Or sorry, a quicker you know vetting process uh, with mm-hmm. the finance committee, but it's going to be uh, it's you know I I think it's an it was an outside outside shot about the, the next owners meeting, but I think we're it looks like more will be a, a maybe a special meeting uh, if it can't get if it's not going to get announced for the next couple of days. Mm. I tell you what, Harris is going to have to decide if he wins it about re-signing Chase or extending Chase Young, but that's a story. <laughs> that's that is a story for yeah. another. For At another least we can talk about that. At least that's football. So it'd be exactly. nice talking about football again. <laughs> yes, it would be. AJ, thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate you coming on with us. You can catch all AJ's stuff at frontoffice sports.com. Follow him on Twitter at 
at by AJ Perez. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me back on. You bet. Take a break. When we come back, Roman Stubbs from the Washington Post joins us. We wrap up what was an extremely disappointing season for the Washington Capitals. And what's on the horizon now that Peter Laviolette has been fired? That and more when we come back. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. It is NBA playoffs time, and that means big hoop action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in, place a same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you're going to get a bonus bet back up to $10. So I I love the Sacramento Kings. Don't ask. It's a long story. But with the way they're rolling right now, they're going into, into Golden State for game three. I'm thinking maybe taking the Kings on the money line plus De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis over whatever their point totals are going to be. If you could do that, and I think that one would hit, hey, you're in the money. So download the app now. Sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet, score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline at ma.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources you're listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl new episodes every monday download at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from i should correct myself it was more of a mutual part into the ways between brian mcclellan and Peter Laviolette. Uh, but we recorded this interview with Roman Stubbs, who took over the cap speed through the Washington Post uh, the back half of the season as Samantha Pell moved on to bigger and better things. Um, but it holds up, I think, because uh, the there was, you know, the, the question about Laviolette has now been answered. He is out. I think that's probably a good thing because I, I don't think they need a, a coach that is used to dealing with vets. They need somebody that can bring along some of these prospects and invigorate this team. Like we said, like we've said before, it's it's retooling on the fly. So let's bring on in Roman and talk about what happens now that the Caps are home for the summer before the playoffs start for the first time since 2006. And as we bring him on in, Roman, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. I, I know that this was probably not the way you figured you were going to spend the first part of your spring and summer uh, when you picked up the Capitals beat, was it? No, you know, it's, it's um, and, and honestly, it, it, it provides a, a, 
a really solid reminder of just how successful this franchise has been over the past, you know, 15 years, having missed the playoffs only once in that span until they, you know, they were eliminated a week ago um, for the first time in nine years. And it, it, um, you know, honestly, I think a lot of the guys are just really stunned and, and didn't really know what to do with themselves this past week emotionally, um, just not being in the playoff hunt and not having anything to play for. So, um, you know, I think it's been an odd time for the, for the organization. And, um, you know, I think now it's, it's about trying to pick up the pieces and figure out how they move forward. And, and so, um, you know, from a, from a reporting perspective, it's, it's definitely been interesting to watch over the past few months, just how things have unraveled and, you know, with the trade deadline and the slumps and, um, everything like that. It's, it's, it's definitely an interesting time for the Washington Capitals and it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. That's for sure. When somebody goes back and writes the postscript on this season, what do you think are they do an autopsy? What, if, what do they think they're going to find is the reason that this team really from the first of the year until the last game of the season was an extraordinarily average and maybe a little bit below average hockey team. Yeah. You know, I think that there's, you know, some of the players have, have hinted at, um, uh, you know, a combination of things. I think everybody points to firstly that the injury issues um, that they've had did not help set a good foundation for the year. Um, specifically just losing, um, you know, the guys that they did, you know, over 400 man games is one thing, but to, to, to lose a John Carlson, to, to have Ovechkin miss as much time as he's missed in his career, um, both after the death of his father and just with some lingering, you know, ailments piling up and, and Oshie and, and a lot of guys are in and out of the lineup and there was a lot of issues, I think, over the, over the injuries that they had to sustain, but also just, I, I think, you know, this team just was never consistent. They were chasing games. I mean, you know, their best month in December, um, you know, they didn't have some of the players, uh, you know, some of the, the their, their best players like Tom Wilson or, or Backstrom or, um, right. You know, Backstrom was back, but, you know, I think I think you know it, it, the continuity was was not there, and they were chasing games. And um, you know, I think guys would point to you know just some issues uh, on that end with with the speed and and just trying to keep up with other teams. I mean, it's the oldest roster in the league, and I, I don't think that they ever really found um, you know a solid footing with with how they were playing and 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 when you compound that with the injuries that they, they had to deal with, it, it, it just never really came together for this team. And so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of changes they can make. You know, they, they, they have a lot of guys under contract and, you know, they've tried to retool on the fly here, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of the, the roster is, is entrenched. And so um, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a, an interesting off season for sure. So where do they go from here? I mean, like you said, it, it's pretty entrenched, and yet you've got at least a few prospects in Hershey that look like they're ready to come up. We all know about Connor McMichael, who 
you know, was a rookie last year, spent all this year in, in Hershey, Hendricks LaPierre, Ethan Frank, uh, et cetera, et cetera. How does McClellan balance, uh, you know, keeping the veteran core together and then getting some youth in there to try and make this team play a little faster? It is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think age, you know, age in terms of an NHL roster can, can cause a lot of issues, I think, structurally and um, just with the salary cap in general. Um, I think one thing that the Capitals maybe have run into is that a lot of these guys are on different schedules um, in terms of their careers. And so, you you know, you'd, you'd like, you know, a majority maybe of your, of your roster to be on the same schedule and they're just not. And so, you know, you're trying to infuse youth when Ovechkin – and Backstrom and Oshie are in their late thirties and they're under, you know, long-term contracts, um, you know, throw into that, the, the, the goal chase that Ovechkin's going to have, it's going to be the biggest story in sports in a year or two, him chasing down Wayne Gretzky. And, and so you have that layer um, of intrigue and, and the promise that Leon's has made to him that they're going to stay, competitive um i think what brian mcclellan now faces is is trying to find his spots in the lineup in the roster where he can bring in quality youth um and try to patch over um some of their shortcomings i mean um specifically uh with speed um you know i think in the the back in the back end they've they've got their top six um or their, their, their defensive pairings uh, set. I think we're, we've seen pretty good chemistry the last few weeks on the blue line. But, uh, you know, again, I think the, 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 the challenge is going to be trying to figure out how to complement the, the, the veteran core with some kind of youth and, and some kind of production from guys like Protus or McMichael or guys that just, just have maybe haven't shown it yet. And, and so, um, they've definitely got their work cut out for them this off season. The, the ironically, I guess this off season, they don't have to worry about goaltending. And again, granted, uh, down the stretch when things were really falling apart, there were a lot of games that got away from, them. but if you look at the goaltending on the whole, the entire year, I think they have to be thrilled with, with Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren, the problem is they got to find somebody besides Ovechkin that can score on a regular basis, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think the goaltending has been solid. I, you know, I don't think that they're looking at that as a as an issue. I think your top six, especially with Carlson back, um, you know, you do have to address off season issues or off season questions with Alexiev and Faravari, who are restricted free agents. But I think they're confident that they're going to bring both of those guys back, and so. Um, you know, you, 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 I think they feel good about where the, the blue line is. Um, I think looking at their top six uh, next year, you know, Strom has been a revelation for them. I, I think he's elevated his play since signing that extension in, in February. You know, I don't know if he's, if he's supposed to be your, your first-line center, but I think they feel good about him. Milano showed flashes. Um, and gives them speed. Um, you know, I think the questions that they're going to face is what to do with Kuznetsov and Mantha, whether they can move those, those enormous contracts that both of them have 
um, or whether they try to take one more crack at, at trying to get production out of both of those guys because, you know, when, when Kuznetsov is playing at a high level, he's, you know, we all know that he's he's a game changer for them. And so um, he had a tough year, um, and, and I think he's – He's one of the X factors, I think, in terms of this offseason, what their what their direction is going to be. And then Mantha, uh, you know, there there's always been you know there's always been speculation around him and and what you know what he 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 might be able to bring um, to the team and if he's able to give more. And so um, you know he's had a disappointing year as well. So I think if if you can figure out what you're going to do with those two. Um, and, and if you do bring him back, if somehow they can be more productive, I think they're, they're key pieces to what direction this, this top stick is, is going to go. For sure. I tell you one thing, it is not going to be boring. That's for sure. Robin, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, have a great summer and uh, who knows, maybe we will see you. Uh, I know you mostly do features, but. We might see you back on the beat in the fall. Thanks again, my friends. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. It's going to do it for us. we got to get on out of here. Uh, all right. You know, with the two things we're looking at here, uh, concentrating on the caps and the draft, who they hire as the new coach, and then uh, after the NFL draft, hopefully we officially have Josh Harris announced as the new owner of the Washington Commanders. It's going to do it for us. Thanks again for listening, folks. Don't forget, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Have a good one. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white.